0: God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of my Lord forever. Earthly kings rise up in revolt. Princes conspire together against the Lord and his anointed. Why this tumult among nations? Among peoples this useless murmuring? They arise, the kings of the earth. Princes plot against the Lord and his anointed. Come, let us break their fetters. Come, let us cast off their yoke. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord is laughing them to scorn. Then he will speak in his anger. His rage will strike them with terror. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. Ask and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron you will break them, shatter them like a potter's jar. Now, O kings, understand. Take warning, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with awe and trembling. Pay him your homage, lest he be angry and you perish, for suddenly his anger will blaze. Blessed are they who put their trust in God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Earthly kings rise up in revolt. Princes conspire together against the Lord and his anointed. They divided my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You are far from my plea and the cry of my distress. O my God, I call by day and you give no reply. I call by night and I find no peace. Yet you, O God, are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers put their trust. They trusted and you set them free. When they cried to you, they escaped. In you they trusted and never in vain. But I am a worm and no man. Scorned my men, despised by the people. All who see me deride me. They curl their lips, they toss their heads. He trusted in the Lord, let him save him. Let him release him if this is his friend. Yes, it was you who took me from the womb and trusted me to my mother's breast. To you I was committed from my birth, from my mother's womb you have been my god. Do not leave me alone in my distress. Come close, there is none else to help. Many bulls have surrounded me, fierce bulls of Bashan close me in. Against me they open wide their jaws, like lions rending and roaring. Like water I am poured out, disjointed are all my bones. My heart has become like wax, it has melted within my breast. Parched as burnt clay is my throat, my tongue cleaves to my jaws. Many dogs have surrounded me, a band of the wicked beset me. They tear holes in my hands and my feet and lay me in the dust of death. I can count every one of my bones, these people stare at me and gloat. They divide my clothing among them, they cast lots for my robe. O Lord, do not leave me alone, my strength, make haste to help me. Rescue my soul from the sword, my life from the grip of these dogs. Save my life from the jaws of these lions, my poor soul from the horns of these oxen. I will tell of your name to my brethren and praise you where where they are assembled. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. They divided my garments among them, they cast lots for my clothing. They sought to take my life by violence. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, there is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. O Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light has gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph if my foot should slip for I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste, and come to my help. O Lord, my God, my Savior, Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. They sought to take my life by violence. They brought false evidence against me. They were breathing out fury. From the letter to the Hebrews. When Christ came as high priest of the good things which have come to be, he entered once for all into the sanctuary, passing through the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made by hands, that is, not belonging to this creation. He entered, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, and achieved eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of a heifer's ashes can sanctify those who are defiled, so that their flesh is cleansed, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself up unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from dead works, to worship the living God. This is why he is mediator of a new covenant. Since his death has taken place for deliverance from transgressions committed under the first covenant, those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. When there is a testament, it is necessary that the death of the testator be confirmed. For a testament comes into force only in the case of death. It has no force while the testator is alive. Hence, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. When Moses had read all the commandments of the law to the people, he took the blood of goats and calves, together with water, and crimson wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has enjoined upon you. He also sprinkled the tabernacle and all the vessels of worship with blood. According to the law, almost everything is purified by blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. It was necessary that the copies of the heavenly models be purified in this way. But the heavenly realities themselves called for better sacrifices. For Christ did not enter into a sanctuary made by hands, a mere copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, that he might appear before God now on our behalf. Not that he might offer himself there again and again as the high priest enters, year after year, into the sanctuary with blood that is not his own. If that were so, he would have had to suffer death over and over from the creation of the world. But now he has appeared at the end of the ages to take away sins once for all by his sacrifice. Just as it is appointed that men die once, and after death be judged, so Christ was offered up once to take away the sins of many. He will appear a second time not to take away sin but to bring salvation to those who eagerly await him. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. No complaint from his lips against the evil done to him. He was given up to death to give his people life. He surrendered himself to death and was counted among the wicked to give his people life. from the Catechesis by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. If we wish to understand the power of Christ's blood, we should go back to the ancient account of its prefiguration in Egypt. Sacrifice a lamb without blemish, commanded Moses, and sprinkle its blood on your doors. If we were to ask him what he meant and how the blood of an irrational beast could possibly save men endowed with reason, His answer would be that the saving power lies not in the blood itself, but in the fact that it is a sign of the Lord's blood. In those days, when the destroying angel saw the blood on the doors, he did not dare to enter. So how much less will the devil approach now when he sees not that figurative blood on the doors, but the true blood on the lips of believers, the doors of the temple of Christ, If you desire further proof of the power of this blood, remember where it came from, how it ran down from the cross, flowing from the Master's side. The Gospel records that when Christ was dead but still hung on the cross, a soldier came and pierced his side with a lance, and immediately there poured out water and blood. Now the water was a symbol of baptism, and the blood of the Holy Eucharist The soldier pierced the Lord's side. He breached the wall of the sacred temple, and I have found the treasure and made it my own. So also with the lamb. The Jews sacrificed the victim, and I have been saved by it. There flowed from his side water and blood. Beloved, do not pass over this mystery without thought. It has yet another hidden meaning which I will explain to you. I said that water and blood symbolized baptism and the Holy Eucharist. From these two sacraments the Church is born. From baptism, the cleansing water that gives rebirth and renewal through the Holy Spirit, and from the Holy Eucharist. Since the symbols of baptism and the Eucharist flowed from His side, it was from His side that Christ fashioned the Church as he had fashioned Eve from the side of Adam. Moses gives a hint of this when he tells the story of the first man and makes, him expl- and makes him exclaim, bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh. As God took a rib from Adam's side to fashion a woman, so Christ has given us blood and water from his side to fashion the church. God took the rib when Adam was in a deep sleep and in the same way Christ gave us the blood and the water after his own death. Do you understand then how Christ has united his bride to himself and what food he gives us all to eat? By one and the same food we are both brought into being and nourished. As a woman nourishes her child with her own blood and milk so does Christ unceasingly nourish with his own blood those to whom he himself has given life. The price of your redemption was not something of fleeting value like gold or silver, but the costly shedding of the blood of Christ, the lamb without blemish. Through him, in the one Spirit, we can approach the Father. The blood, of Cro- the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all our sins. Through Him, in the one Spirit, we can approach the Father. Father, look with love upon your people. The love which our Lord Jesus Christ showed us when He delivered Himself to evil men and suffered the agony of the cross for he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.